everybody. This is Chris here, Cage Best, with my friend Lisa. No one knows. Hey there. My friend here, Jeannie G, Jeannie in a bottle. Hey guys. And today we're going to be talking about my topic, which is body modifications. Um, the origins of body modifications. As long as man has walked the earth, we have continuously searched for ways to enhance our physical appearance, express our individuality. Mark milestones, celebrate life achievements, commemorate loved ones lost, or heal our minds, bodies, or, and grow spiritually. All of these factors have compelled people to modify themselves in a variety of ways. Uh, some of the earliest bottom body modifications included body piercings, tattoos, and scarification. And we do this to be accepted by society or to find self-worth or approval or some are even for like tribal traditions, like with the Indians, the African tribes, the Samoans, and stuff like that. So, and then we'll also be getting into the more modern day uh, traditions of body modifications, like tongue splitting and suspension and implants and plastic surgery. And so that's what today's topic is going to be about. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, it's very interesting because the it, it, body modification is it, it has a pardon pardon me, L, um, for interrupting. Uh, it definitely it, it's it's a it's a broad spectrum of different things, you know, um, the aesthetic things as well as um, mental, spiritual. Um, feelings that people want to experience. So I really want to talk about that too, is, is the aesthetic as well as the, the spiritual experience. Mm, cool. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. Well, so um, this is our pod. Every week we have a different topic. So this week we have caged abysses topic. And um, we also love, uh, hearing from you so if you want to reach us you can send us your voice notes on any of our topics future or past um, and just you can old-fashioned type out uh, some of your thoughts and ideas to this that and the other lcj at gmail.com or you can uh, comment on anchor.fm as well and I guess that's it. Let's get into it. Yeah, and just like with any other podcast, these are personal opinions and points of view and everything. So uh, I'll, I'll be mentioning a few things that uh, I did research about the origins and everything, just to try to get my facts right. But for the most part, this conversation is just going to be our personal opinions about this topic. So uh, well, I'm ready when y'all are. Sounds good. Let's go. Like I said, I know some of the earliest piercings and or body modifications include like piercings and tattoos and scarification and stuff. But uh, some of the earliest forms of body modifications included, uh, or what I just said, grew into like the more extreme, uh, more like crude. Uh, body piercings, tongue splittings, and implants and suspension and stuff like that. But then you've also got like your more simple body modifications like cutting your hair, shaving your face, shaving your pubes, shaving your legs or your armpits or 
even dyeing your hair. And uh, it, it even goes all the way up to with like your style, your fashion choice, uh, the clothes you wear, the jewelry you wear, your diet, your exercise, whether you want to lose weight or tone up or uh, get buff or whatever. So um, a lot of those are also considered body modifications because you're changing your appearance. And uh, like I said, we change our appearance to uh, either be accepted by society or just for self-approval. Um, like I'm heavily pierced. I'm not, not extremely heavily tattooed. I've got seven tattoos, but I would love a shitload more, but, uh, I love piercings, but I don't do piercings to be recognized or accepted in the face of society. I do it because I like it. I enjoy them. I, I enjoy the pain. I enjoy the endorphin rush. Um, and I love the look. Like, to me, this is a style that I'm into. Um, not everybody feels the same way. Uh, some people like, why would you do that to your face? Because I enjoy it. Why do you wear makeup? Like, you're either wearing makeup because you think it makes you feel beautiful, or you're wearing makeup so that others will find you beautiful. So, kind of the same concept on uh, to each their own kind of a what you want to do to to feel good about yourself or to stand out or to be accepted by others. So. It's really difficult to say whether or not you're doing it for yourself, for others. Um, I think that the line gets really blurred in your mind. What What's a choice and what's not when you grow up in a culture that is sur surrounded by body modifications and normalizes it as an ideologies of culture. So, you know, it's kind of, um, it gets very philosophical for me when I think about this, because in my mind, I can say that I think it's a choice, but a lot of times I think that things that we even think in our, you know, that we think is our choice is oftentimes not. And you have to really delve deep if you're gonna get to that. Um, to that true answer and I think it's more difficult than it seems than like oh I can just say well I do it for myself um, maybe you do more than other people but comparatively but I don't know who's to say it's, it's I think it's a lot more complex than just like I don't, it's not so simple to say if you're doing well, it like with, with me mine, mine's just my personal uh, reasoning behind it like like, I, I knew from the time I was a kid, I wanted to be pierced and tattooed. As soon as I seen people with piercings and tattoos, it's like, I want that. But that you, looks awesome. But if you hadn't seen anybody with it, then what would you be? What would we be without, what would, what, what, what if we didn't have mirrors? What if we didn't, you know, gaze at ourselves so frequently? And what if we weren't seeing ourselves reflected or the fact that people are not reflected in film and social media that has a huge impact on people's behavior and their decisions on how they want to modify themselves to look true true i i guess that could be considered like the vanity within each of us so i i see your point on that yeah that's a good point well for me um it started you know when i moved from south carolina to georgia and i had to make new friends when i was 10 years old 
Um, I had trouble. I had a lot of friends. Like I had a, a cool set of friends in South Carolina that I had to leave behind. And when I got to Georgia and I started school, like I had, it was hard for me to make friends. And I was raised, you know, my dad raised me in a way to, to be tough, you know, and stand up for myself. And like, I wasn't about to get bullied at school. And when I discovered punk rock when I was like 13 years old, um, like I, I wasn't part of the cool kid club. Like, I mean, I was, you know, but I didn't want to get bullied. Nobody's going to come mess with me. You know, I've, I will stand my ground and I will stand up for myself. And um, I've just found my way into, cause I'm an artist. I found my way down that road of getting tat. Like you know, my first tattoo was when I was 15 and you know, I got a nose piercing when I was, I think 14. My dad said, you need to take that out of your face. I don't want that on your face. I'm like, okay, well, but like I started just being different. Like instead of, trying to be a part of a clique or, I mean, like I, in the, in the sense that I was becoming a conformist because I was getting into punk rock and I was hanging out with people that were into punk rock and stuff like that. Fucking love it. Like that was great. And, but it also, it was like freedom, you know, and I didn't, and nobody messed with me because I wasn't, I was intimidating. Like it was an appearance thing for me when I first got into it. And then the tattoos became very like, like when I got into t tattooing, I had tattoo friends and I had tattoo artist friends. It became like that whole experience of being tattooed, especially being heavily tattooed for sitting for more than four or five hours is a, is a, it's a spiritual journey for me. Like it hurts. Like it, it, like you go through the endorphins, your body will send the endorphins through, like, it depends on the person, but like, I mean, I, I can only sit for a certain amount of time. Some people can sit for like 10 hours. I can only sit for like four and a half hours and then it starts to hurt really bad. And, and like my body just like says, screw it, we're done. But, um, yeah, it, that, that, um, experience was I wouldn't say addictive. That's not probably the right word to say. It was like a journey. It's like a spiritual, like mind mindset to me. So that's, that's where that body modification sent me is, is from when I was trying to prevent myself from being bullied in, in high school. Like I didn't want anybody to mess with me because, you know, I didn't want to turn around and punch my face. You know, just avoid, just stay away from me, you know? So that's, that's kind of like the way I, you know, express yeah, it in my I, story. I didn't get into the piercings. Like my mom did let me get my first ear piercing when I was 16, but I was only allowed one. And then when I turned 18, uh, for my 18th birthday, me and a couple people I knew at the time, uh, went and got our tongues pierced. Because uh, that's usually just the best place to start when you go into body piercings. Um, and my mom disowned me for that because our family grew up Southern Baptist and you're not supposed to do that to your body. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not Southern Baptist. Uh, but uh, damn, like, as soon as I got my tongue pierced, I just wanted another piercing. As soon as I got my first tattoo, 
I immediately wanted another tattoo. So, like, where you said maybe addiction's not the right word, but, uh, like, for me, like, I ain't gonna say it's, like, tribal or spiritual for me, per se, but, uh, them, just that little endorphin rush, uh, the, the process, them, sitting there for hours, getting ink on you, I'm a walking canvas, paint me with art, um, yes. I'm a Christmas tree, let's put holes in everything, um, <laughs> I mean, for me, it, it's just, uh, it, it's kind of that rush and that high. Um, yeah. But, uh, yes. but you come out with the souvenirs afterwards. So like, uh, where some people like, uh, my best friend, he wanted to go get one of the temporary tattoos where they still use the needle and the ink and everything, but it goes away after a while, but you're still paying the full price for the tattoo. Yeah. And I was like, that makes no sense to me. I mean, I can understand not wanting to get a tattoo because later down the road, you might regret it. Hell, I've got a couple that I regret getting because they look like shit. But I've got a couple that's like, fucking, I would have had it no other way. I wanted it. I got yeah. it. And now they're there. Yeah, I have I have several tattoos that are awesome. I mean, but my, my back piece, you know, is it dual? It's dueling dragons it's a four clawed imperial dragon and a three clawed common dragon and they both represent good luck and good fortune the imperial is is of course the um the highest rank um but it's it's yin and yang it's basically two dragons going against each other uh and it's not okay it's not like it's not conflict it's they just represent yin and yang um you know in the asian art form and um, I felt that the Asian dragons were the most beautiful and covering my entire back uh, is it was it was it's it, it's been like, shoot, I've I've been working on my back for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't had my back tattoo. I still have work to do, but like um, it's been four years and um, the older like I have my shoulders done, the older I've gotten, um, the the less pain tolerance i have anyways yeah the pain tolerance goes down i mean for me um as i've gotten older you know and i have an entire back piece like from my it's like a cape it's like from my shoulders all the way down to my butt like and it's you know these two dragons um together and i can only sit for like four hours at a time i can't sit for 10 hours like some people can um, but my left side, I was able to, I, I fell asleep getting tattooed on my left side. But when I went, when we flipped over to my right side, this was, I'm talking about my rib cage and, um, part of my back. Okay. It wasn't like my center of my back. Um, when I, when we flipped, when I flipped over to my right side, like I could not, I could barely handle it. Like I, I couldn't fall. It's like I was, I was stressing. Like it was, I was having anxiety and adrenaline. And I don't know if it's because um, my endorphins went to another side of my body. Like, I mean, I know that our bodies handle things in certain ways, but it was crazy. So like left, left side was fine. I could totally get tattooed on my left side and, and be there all day. But my right side was not having it. And it was just yeah. really interesting. So anyways, we've had to kind of abandon ship um, with 
with the tattoo at that point. And, and that was about, that was about four and a half hours into the tattoo. So um, I'm still working on it uh, just a little bit at a time. And um, I'm just more sensitive to pain I, uh, the older I get. So that's my whole point. I know it was a long kind of story. Uh, uh, it's but, all good. Yeah. I, would, I mean, no, but, I, I uh, did. Find, oops, sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. Oh, no. Um, I was just thinking, I wonder if like reflexology and you know how pressure points on the body. I wonder if there's something to the fact that your left back and your right back were so different. That's interesting. That yeah, was yeah, a lot of it has to do with the way your muscles come down from your neck. Okay. They, they crisscross at the base of your neck and then come down on the opposite sides. Yeah. So uh, kind of like the right and left hemisphere of your brain, uh, both control different uh, uh, ways the body reacts. Um, uh-huh. So it, there, there is actually a science to it. Hmm. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's really fascinating. Um, that's why I, I thought this was really cool, too. I found uh, the oldest man ever recorded with tattoos dates back to over 5,000 years ago. I actually remember hearing about this story uh, oh. a long time ago, but I'd completely forgotten about it. He, uh, the scientist dubbed him as Otzi. O-T-Z-I. And huh. uh, uh, he's also known as the Iceman. Like, they found him very oh, nice, yes, full, yes. fully intact. Um, yes. And because of where his mummy was found, uh, his mummy was found in the Alps of Otzi Valley. So they dubbed him Otzi. And then uh, recently, uh, by recently, I mean a few years ago, um, they actually found a woman uh, that was mummified. And uh, she was fully covered in tattoos. Plus, she was also buried with uh, cannabis and uh, alcohol. Really? Yeah. I so thought... I thought that's interesting. Yeah, I like that name, Otzi. I do too. I thought name. that was a really neat. Yeah, cool name for a dog. I kind of agree with you guys um, with the addiction, uh, for lack of better word, like for the feeling when i i did that with piercings you know like the the endorp the rush was for real like you know oh, yeah. and you just to feel it again it gave you a buzz and you know and i i got my first piercings uh in my ears like probably when i was like seven something like that um but well i was well i have not even thought of as a body modification is well, I was thinking about for myself, which was like, I had, I had developed an eating disorder when I was around 14, mm-hmm. 13, 14. That is a hundred percent a body modification. Now yep. it is, I'm not trying to say it's not like a mental uh, disorder or anything like that. Like it was, cause at the, at the time when I was in it, like it was not something that like I could choose to just turn off, you know? Oh yeah. But initially it was a choice. When I when I first started, it was a choice. I remember the precise moment when I decided, like I'm I am modifying, I'm I'm fixing this. It was sort of like a conscious, but I wasn't even overweight, so. Um, yeah, was, but but the thing it is, it wasn't about that though. Yeah, but the thing is, like bulimia, anorexia, uh, exercise, bodybuilding, um, <laughs> yeah. even even like how the women like to have the big booty. So I I don't really know what you do to get a big booty. Maybe eat ice cream or something. I don't know. But I know that is something that a lot of women want. That does help. Um, 
but (laughs) but with your eating but with your eating disorder um why did you develop an eating order did you do it for self-image did you do it to be accepted by the culture you were in i don't i you know if i go to the root of it 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 was all about control like i was Mm -hmm. in a scenario if my my household that I was how I was living and I couldn't control a lot of things that I didn't enjoy about my upbringing. And it was my way of like, this is the one thing that I can control. I have autonomy over my body. I can choose what I put in it. I can choose that. You cannot make me do, you cannot make me eat. You cannot make me. And I, it was it really, if I go to the root of it, it was about control on the surface. Mm-hmm. I remember it was, I was just very muscular. I was very sporty. And I remember just looking, I was sat out in the grass with some friends and I looked down at my, my calf muscle. My, and I, I remember exactly what it looks like. And I don't really have that great of a memory for anything really. But, and I just remember being like, holy shit, like it's fucking huge. But it was just like a muscly leg. Like now I can see it with like my, that, my eyes now. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm fucking changing that is what I thought. And then I just, basically stopped eating and um it turned into it turned into a spiritual experience by the way because like a few years down the line when I'm like 16 or so I end up having a very transcendental experience I'm not sure I think I might have brought it up in one of our previous episodes but where I kind of like for lack of better word once again I kind of had this sort of like satori like uh enlightenment period of a whole sort of almost a whole year where I was, you know, amongst my sort of peers, teenage peers, and um, and kind of in a very weird space, like not anywhere like them with the way that they were behaving. And my whole mind was just all about helping. All I wanted to do was help people to see things the way I saw them. And I think a part of why that happened was the extreme, like, fasting or not eating or basically is, you know, and um, also, I was really focused on a lot of spiritual things. I was working on a lot of sort of witchcraft and things. I was very focused. But it it was a fe- probably one of the best years of my life, to be honest. But anyways, I brought up eating disorders because in my head, I never realized it. it is a form of body modification. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And, and yeah, like you just said, bodybuilding and stuff like that. You know, that's that's another one that you just it, it's there's so many ways that we do it. And yeah and why yes uh body body uh, bodybuilding um you know i used to be really into fitness um i still am i still am i'm just nursing you know an injury right now but um you know i i used to be a trainer at a gym and this was like gold gym in arizona this is like it's like la like in, in chandler arizona like it's you know it, it, the sun always shines and people are always wearing sh- shorts hot pants and tank tops like you know have a tan like people look really good nothing against anybody that lives in atlanta or you know freaking you know nashville or it's just that there's so much sunshine and it never rains out there that people are always like scottsdale is is so like los angeles it's so hollywood like people are just you know, implants, you know, um, injections in their face, you know, but like working out with the bodybuilders I worked out with, I never competed. Like I was, I was told that I should have com- 
competed at one point, but I'm like, I am not going to torture myself. I will, I will torture myself. Okay. I'm, let me back that up. It's not that like tattooing is not being tortured. Okay. But I would rather be tattooed than to put myself through an eating, like cutting out carbs to get ripped for a show like, and where you're almost, you're dehydrated and you could probably die from a heart attack. And there's a lot of bodybuilders that are dying from heart attacks right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it, it, and it's, it's like body dysmorphia. Is that what it is called? It's, uh, it's, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah it, it like, so anorexia and like, um, I dated a, a bodybuilder and, um, I've dated several bodybuilders. One of them's, you know, on testosterone, he looks amazing. But I'm like, okay, like, it's just, it's all, it's all aesthetics, you know, but it's, it's, I guess, control, like you said, Lisa, in a sense, it's, it's being able to control how the body, the timing works with the body. And I, I never, I was never able to like, you know, do that. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to eat what the hell I want. I'm going to go to, you know, my grocery store and I'm going to buy the things that I'm going to eat. I'm just going to work out all the time. You know, that's, I'm not going to restrict myself or dehydrate myself so I can get veiny and, and go on a stage and possibly pass out and have a heart attack. Nope. That's not going to happen. Well, that's like uh, a lot of in the old days. Like, I mean, like part of this going to be two part, um, like in like old, old China, um, Chinese men like women to have little bitty feet. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, they would bind their toes under their feet, and it was supposed to be extremely uncomfortable, but it also caused major deformation. And yeah. their entire corsets. foot would cut corsets. under. Yeah. Corsets was going to be my next one. Okay. Corsets, women, like, I think the world record uh, was the woman that got her waist size down to like seven inches. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a long time since I've looked into this one, but like her body was so deformed because she had gotten her waist so small, it had actually pushed all of her organs up under her ribs. Oh, um, wait, did she have ribs removed? Like, is that the? That's not, not, that that's not the same girl. Okay, there's yeah, another. Remove their ribs as well, just so they can have that sort of whatever that shape is, where it's like your tiny waist and you know big boobs and you know kind of the Marilyn Monroe like aesthetic you know that people unfortunately you know have seen these images and try to think and think that that's what beauty is and like Chris you mentioned it before about people liking big bums well it wasn't always the 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 fashion and the style and and there's cultures where you know like uh being bigger is more so-called desirable or being Mm -hmm. Is you know the super thin thing that was like an eighties and a nine seventies eighties nineties maybe you know, and now that's not cool anymore. People want you know, so it's like it's also like fashion. It goes in waves of what people. Yeah, you know, what's what the, what publicly the, popular well, is what the culture wants. A lot of times, it's what the what what you people want to sell you. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, like women didn't um, you know didn't shave certain part like maybe i don't know if it was legs or armpits or something until they started selling you know the razor mm-hmm. yeah i think i looked that up a They're while like, back and yeah it was, like, uh, like 1920 at the 
the invention well, of the disposable razor that women started shaving their legs and their armpits. Yeah, like stuff like that is all like a lot of it is what what is the media just wanting to fucking sell you, create a problem that you didn't know you had that you don't really have and then sell you a product to fix it. Mm-hmm. I the reason I didn't go into right media is because I fucking because I, I thought I wanted to go into advertising and stuff. But I did that. I did that at uni. And I realized that I could not be a part of creating this madness in culture. And it happens all the fucking time. And people think they're not affected by advertising. Why do you think Coca-Cola spends billions of dollars on advertising unless it fucking worked? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't. They study psychology. They study human uh-huh. behavior. The economics of human behavior intertwined with, like, how can we basically control the masses? It's very fucking easy. So when people say that things are a choice and like that they're not affected by, oh, I just do it for myself and things like that, I call bullshit. Yeah. Okay. And um, just to back up, L, about your you said uni, and that means you you you're talking university. about a university. Yeah, okay. College. I just wanted to yeah, clarify sorry. that. Um, if some you know, if I mean, I understood what you were saying. I just wanted okay. to clarify that. Um, yeah, like, like the, the butt implants or the, you know, the latest thing. Um, I didn't know this lady personally. It was in Scottsdale, Arizona. She, um, was an escort and she married a a very high end rapper. Um, really great person. Um, we partied together, you know, at, at, um, this club in Scottsdale, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say names, uh, just to keep that out of everything. Um, but she, she had the breast implants and the butt implants. I mean, she was nipped and tucked, you know, to the, I mean, she was gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. I mean, she, she put a lot of money into herself, you know, and it was, it, I mean, she didn't have any tattoos or piercings. It was all tan and, you know, blonde hair which there's nothing wrong with, with that at all uh, but just a lot of extensions and just a lot of fakery and i mean i'm i can't i mean i'm i'm not trying to be uh, i guess i i mean i might sound like a hypocrite because i have fake boobs i do like uh but i mean like the the modification i mean i'm i'm tattooed as well like i'm heavily tattooed um but it was just amazing, like how much she was able to modify her body. Like she got these implants that you that she could like go back to the doctor and and get more cc's of uh, silicone put in. Like it's uh, I don't know, it was crazy. But like she was beautiful. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, you know, and, and, it, and that becomes if somebody sees that, it's influential. I, I mean, somebody could see me. Um, I, I was a, you know, like a, not a raver, but like a, a, a party girl, like a, a dancer. And I had, I was heavily tattooed and, you know, I was, some people liked my tattoos and other people didn't. And I was, I was actually targeted, you know, for my tattoos, like by some dumbass at, at the Scottsdale club, you know, and of course the, the bouncers took care of it real quick before I kicked them in the face with my platform boots on. You know, like I was, I was going to totally level this dude. Cause I was up a le- I was elevated and he was like picking on me and I'm like, fuck you, dude. And I was going, I was going for it. And the bouncers were already all tossed that motherfucker right out of the club. Like get the fuck out, you know? 
you know, but I mean, like, so, I mean, even though the tattoos in the beginning, when I was younger, protected me from bullying, I still, I still was judged, you know, I still made myself a target, you know, some people might not like me or, or find me offensive or something like that. It's like, well, get the fuck out of my face. You don't have to like, you don't have to watch me. You don't have to pay attention to me. Go, go off in the corner and fucking suck your own dick or something or eat your fucking pussy. I don't fucking care. Yeah, no, I mean, like, (laughs) tattoos and body piercings has been around for thousands of years, and then over some course of time, uh, it went from uh, being, like, more the uh, rulers, the the kings, the pharaohs, and uh, them that would uh, get the scarification, the piercings, and, uh, like, your tribesmen, your chieftains, and all that, that would get like the big plate lips and the great big ear plate earlobe things and like for the plate lips they actually would have to remove the front four bottom teeth in order to get that plate in your lip but i mean to that culture that was what uh marked you and like a higher rank or as the skilled warrior and stuff like that and then uh when we got in more like modern day culture um it, it was your bad guys, your bad boys, your your bikers, your sellers, and stuff like that that would get, like, the ear piercing or the nose piercing or tattoos all over, and then, like, your prison inmates and stuff like that coming out with their jailhouse tattoos or your gang members coming out all tatted up with gang symbols and shit like that. But now, if you look around the globe, it's like everybody, well, maybe not around the globe, at least around here, um... Everybody is fucking pierced all over, tattooed, even your cops, your doctors, down, even all the way down to, like, your grocery store workers. You go into a grocery store, and the girl at the counter has got green hair and a septum piercing. I mean, like, it's so much more socially acceptable now that it's come back into a type of style to where it's not even traditional or spiritual anymore. It's just, I want to look like one of the cool kids. And, uh... I mean, like, it's amazing to see how everything progresses with culture. Like, as soon as it right. becomes... Like, back when I did all my piercings, I still got the looks and, oh, what happened? You fall in face first to a tackle box and all the remarks and shit. And now it's like, hey, guess what? Now you got your nose pierced. You remember all those comments you had when I did mine? I mean, like, so... Yeah, I mean, it's neat that it's changed. It's weird if you don't have a tattoo now. It's weird if you don't have a piercing. Like, you are in yeah. the minority. Yeah. Like, well, now, okay. it's, now it's like you, you. it's all about, like, making yourself look like, you know, an anime character or something like that. Like, for example, like, the elf ears. Everybody wants elf ears now. Everybody wants to have, like, fang teeth now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing is, it's like, cool, 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 cool. But it's fucking dangerous, though. Like, the elf ear surgery is really dangerous. Like, you can lose your hearing. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't that, even know about that. I thought yeah. that was a Halloween thing. No, no that's like the people it's that like get It's like permanently their... making, giving you elf ears or whatever. And like what? Oh, you. my God. That's cr- Okay, well, I just learned something Thank new today. I didn't yeah. know that people did that. I mean, I'm I'm not judging it. I'm not. I just didn't know anything about it. So it's I, that's why I'm saying what, like, in a surprising way. But, but let's talk. Like- new wave is going to be like okay so tattoos been done piercings done check 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 and now what can we do because we well, can now make what they're doing our is... booty look however you can make your boobs you can make your waist you can make your mouth you can make your lips you can 
do your face. You could do everything. What else? You know, what what next? And so it's almost like Well, I mean, we're getting perfect. we're getting into chopping Okay, maybe I shouldn't go there. Okay, never mind. I mean, uh, I know, well, I but vaginal re, re, vaginal rejuvenation and people mm-hmm. that are transgendering. Okay, so but I'm not. I will say I don't don't want to go down that road yet. But I do want to say something, if you don't mind, while we're talking about um, um, tattoos and the trends and stuff. The the yakuza, the Japanese yakuza, are a crime syndicate, mm-hmm. um, and like like they are heavily they have the most beautiful tattoos and it all you know uh traces like your 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 chest um your chest muscle like it it, it goes oh it's so beautiful and like i i carry two japanese dragons on my back i mean i'm not a yakuza person um they'd probably you know do something to me be, or skin me or something for having Japanese tattoos, but that's okay. I mean, I mean, I don't know. That's just me being opinionated and uh, assuming something, but the Yakuza is a a huge uh, crime syndicate out of Japan that get those tattoos. And if you see a heavily tattooed Japanese man, he's probably part of the syndicate. They have like over 12,000 members and they were founded in the 17th century um and but i mean i tell you what that's some of the most beautiful artwork i've ever seen i mm-hmm. really yeah because so... you've got your yakuza your triad and all that and they have some wicked artwork just like i was always fascinated with like the samoan tribal tattoos i oh, always yeah. thought that looked awesome that too hell. yes i love i mean okay uh oh gosh i love some samoan art as well and just to go back to um you know, primal stuff, the Hopi tribe and, um, Fakir, he, there was a, a book that was print, printed back in 19, in the 1990s, um, about Fakir. Uh, he's no longer with us, but, um, Fakir, it's, it's, it's Fakir. Please forgive me if I pronounce it. I think last. you're saying it right. F-A-K-I-R, right? And Musafar, Fakir Musafar was, part he uh was part of the hopi tribe like he wasn't an indian he was a white man but he started doing the okipa ceremonies with flesh hooks and the the tribalistic tattoos too like the the, like like the samoan tattoo like they all had it was symbolism you know um but he would he would suspend himself with flush hooks mm-hmm. and and so would the, they would do this stuff all the time to I, I think it was to it was to get themselves on that level of you know not near death but just getting through the pain or experiencing some sort of euphoria um through that ceremony i thought i i think that's amazing i don't think i could ever do a flesh hook hanging no See, um, I, I always wanted to get it done and like the origin of human suspension the act of suspending someone from large gauge hooks placed through temporary body piercings is an art that dates back over thousands of years it was first performed for sacred religious purposes but it has since evolved into performance art and a method for obtaining spiritual enlightenment. 
Yeah. Devout Hindus in India first began performing human suspension roughly about 5,000 years ago. Really? Yeah. Holy but, cow. Uh, it, it got more popular, uh, uh, I think, like back in like the 90s. Um, it, it become a thing that like more your goss and your freaks and uh, uh, your enlightened ones, uh, at least seeking more enlightenment. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they it, it become more popular among those groups. Like I, I always wanted to get suspended, but the only place I knew of around here that done it closed down before I ever got to do it. But I w- I didn't want to do it for any kind of like spiritual reason or enlightenment. Um, I just wanted to do it. Uh, honestly, I really don't know why I want to do it. <laughs> I, I just I've always wanted to. Uh, I mean, part of me thinks like it would be cool to do it, but I don't need an audience for it, if that makes sense. I, I don't need anyone with me. I just want to go do it, hang there for a little bit, and then get brought down. I, I, I think, I mean, I, <laughs> I think, I think that the, the people that were doing it were trying to do, I mean, what's amazing in, um, you know, tr- like traditional tribal cultures get to that point of like enlightenment. Like you said, like, I think that that's what people were looking for. Okay. And I'm going to compare it. I, I've never done heroin. I've never done any kind of drug like that, but um, some people will look for heroin and, and, and try to seek an enlightenment or euphoria because they had it one time before or something like that. And that's, that's, that's what they do. But this is a different type of enlightenment that people want to feel over and over again, I think. And like when I was in Arizona, you know, there, you know, piercing was, you know, getting very popular and and people were getting put in implants. They were modifying their bodies and implanting, um, stuff underneath the skin. So it, they looked different, you know, um, like, you know, like lizard looking or like, uh, alien looking, you know, like horns in their mm-hmm. forehead and stuff. Um, but they would, they would have, um, ritual like, okay, now this sounds cultish. Okay. But they no, would I mean, perform. There is a they would, aspect to it. Yeah. And so they would, they would do these, um, hangings and stuff. I, I'm like, okay, I found that to be mind blowing. I'm like, I, I don't think I could ever do that. I can sit in a tattoo studio and get tattooed for four and a half hours, but I, I don't think I, I don't know if I could go there. And it might have to do with it. It releases some sort of chemical in the brain. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to, um, I mean, it could be DMT. It could be something that you would have on, ayahuasca or something like that but who knows what really people experience when they are that Hmm. enlightened who knows right i mean yeah i mean it's like going back to what you said a few minutes ago about like plastic surgery and and like people i mean california and la look at the shit they do but uh like yeah no like plastic surgery botox Botox, lip injections, tummy tucks, butt, eyebrows, eyelashes, even down to like manicures and pedicures. All, all of it yeah. is a form of a uh, body modification. Even tanning beds is a form of body modification. 
Um, And then you've got like some of your extremes, like one of the big ones nowadays is getting your eyeballs tattooed. I see. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's another, you know, I, I thought I was like, you know, I've been around the block. I'm very open-minded, but there's some things that still kind of shock me in a sense, Mm -hmm. even though I'm heavily tattooed and, you know, I have fake, I have fake tits, you know, it's like, oh, wow, that, that. So I, I could not imagine having a needle in my eyeball. I, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it still ain't perfected yet. There was one girl, uh, she like purple tears for a long time after she got her eyeballs tattooed because they fucked them up. Oh my god, like I couldn't imagine. Like, I would be scared to, I did lose my sight. Yeah, I yeah. mean. I also think, like, if you can easily just, like, because everybody, like, people do the anime eyes again, you know, everybody wants to have the big anime anime eyes, and so you can kind of, and people want to have the, you know, uh, you can, you can just, it's very easy to do the fake versions of these things, rather than the permanent version. I get the reason why somebody would want to do the permanent version, but I don't know, I don't, it's, yeah, like if it, there's a risk that I would go blind or I'd lose my ear by getting my ears LV, like Elvish, I don't know. I don't think the, I don't, I guess I just don't want it badly enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I, to I mean, each their own. I mean, the anime, like you're talking about, like, I mean, I absolutely love the artistry the of the people that are like, um, the drag queens and the people that are like you know, makeup artists and stuff because they can really modify and and make the eyes look like that. You don't have to like mm-hmm. do a permanent thing, but I mean, like it's modification, but it's it's, it's artistry at the same time. Like when I see a a beautiful drag queen or a makeup artist on YouTube or wherever, like, um, and they have done the the art and the way that they do and it makes them look like anime i'm like wow that's freaking amazing <laughs> like that's beautiful I, I i think it's it's beautiful i would never i mean i, I would hope i mean i hope that it doesn't become a trend to tattoo eyeballs because you're i i feel like like you uh no one knows um that that it would blind me. I would not want to and like the ears. Like I would not want that's hearing and that's seeing. And that is two of our senses that we need. Uh, you know, I would not want to risk going, uh, putting that in danger. Like that's, that's crazy. And, and I don't even know if you can reverse it. Like you can't. No, a, not, not with those. You can't laser your eyes. No. Yeah. I mean, I've had one tattoo laser like removed and I'll tell you what, man, it was, it was, it was my first tattoo on my chest. It was a black widow. And so it wasn't very big. It was like, you know, about the size of a quarter, not no big deal, but I got it removed. Um, and I tell you the laser was so painful. It was like a rubber band. Yeah. It was more than a rubber band. It was like a huge rubber band hitting my skin. And like smack, I mean, it was, I mean, they, even they, they put Novocaine in, in my chest. It's still, it's, it's like I got slapped over and over and over and over again. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I've, so I've like, heard the laser removal hurts five times worse than getting the yes. tattoo. Yes. It, it's pretty brutal. So I'm committed to my tattoos. They, they ain't going anywhere. Nope. 
Nope. Once it's there, I can either get it covered up or just keep it. I mean, that's yeah. why I always used to want to get the tongue splitting done. Uh, so I actually got to see it done in real life, and I was like, mm, I think I changed my mind. Like, so, I mean, like, part of it was just because how profusely the tongue bleeds. Like, I mean, I, I'm not one that shy to the side of blood. Like, I mean, blood don't bother me. But, like, your tongue carries a lot of fucking blood in it. And, uh, damn, when they cut his tongue open and all that blood just went bleh. Oh, oh my uh, God. I, I, even I, I got lightheaded over that one. And, uh. Wow. But Ugh. then again, also, not even that. It's the way you talk afterwards, it's like, it's worse than a lisp. I actually looked up on this one, too. It's like, um, if you look up the modern record of, uh, someone getting tongue split it's a uh, it's a guy in italy in 1994 but his experience documented until 97 he, he had, had a dentist it. actually do the then cauterize the tongue with, with silver nitrate the second person on record to do the tongue splitting was a woman named dustin Alor- if i'm saying that right in 96 she later documented her story in 97 in the, the Body Play magazine. Until the lizard man that you had previously mentioned, Eric Sprague, and the mm-hmm. body modification uh, pioneer Shannon Laurent that bifurcated their tongues uh, that caused tongue splitting to really take off. But, uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, hell, I think about that one guy, the the guy that turned himself into a cat, had implanted whiskers, had his tongue cut, had his teeth filed down, uh, had his ears done. The only thing that he can't get that he really wants is a tail. So he he wears a bat tail, so it will swing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you can't understand the fucking word he says because of that modification. Well, it's it's okay. It's it's not okay. I'm not gonna say okay. I'm saying it. It's it's kind of some people will take it to the extreme of ridiculousness. Okay, I'm yeah. like that's or people are so I don't know if it's a it's not okay. I've been closed minded. It's not that maybe they have a mental illness or they want to be something else or they think that they should be something else so they have to just change themselves permanently, like that. That is, um, that's pretty hardcore, like to be committed yeah. to that point. And like there, yeah. and, and even the book that I mentioned earlier and talking about Fakir, there was a, a photograph of, of, of a man. Um, and he had his dick split in half and had seen that done too. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. That works just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's some ballsy shit right there. Like, and then had the piercings, yeah. the Prince Alberts connect to his nipple, his nipple rings or something. Like, I was like, holy shit, man, that's that's some pretty hardcore stuff right there. I mean, yeah, like, I, I, you know. I, I don't want that. No, I, don't, I don't need them connected. <laughs> like, I've got the two Prince Alberts, and I've got both of my nipples pierced. But like, my mom broke me of the idea of running a chain through anything because I used to want a chain going through my earrings to my nostril <laughs> and stuff. 
And uh, <laughs> my mom was like, good. Then all I got to do is pull once and I get all the piercings. It's like, yeah, fuck a chain. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I mean, oh, then, oh, like, God. Going, rest going in peace to, to your mom, man. She was sound like a funny. She sound like a funny lady. Like, that's that's cool. Rest, yeah. But then, like, wow. going back to, like, where the camp man filed his teeth down. See, I didn't even think about this as being a body modification, but it really is. Like, uh, getting braces or Invisalign or dentures. Those are body modifications. And yeah. uh, th- those are more okay, well, for self-improvement. Well, teeth to eat, though. Like, so, teeth to eat, I think that's not Well, as your good. teeth can be crooked, but still be healthy. I mean dentures. Like, <laughs> to eat. Like you need you need them to eat though. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you can eat without. But that's eating, a necessary body modification. That's why I'm saying I don't think it goes into the category unless it's like, you know, it's. I mean, you have to. Ha- yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. Well, okay. So this that's the okay, veneers. I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, when you you can tell when somebody has veneers. I mean, like they're just they're expensive. They're pretty. I mean, just like big tits and a fucking big ass or whatever, or calf implants or bicep implants or whatever. But, uh, man, like people will go all out to have a beautiful smile. I mean, if you can afford mm-hmm. $50,000 and get veneers, okay, cool. But like, I mean, normal teeth are, you know, fine. Crooked teeth are fine. You know, some people can't afford that, but like the veneers are definitely like, is that necessary? It's not necessary. It's just, it's pretty. It, it just looks, it looks it, even yeah, better. It, it makes you look good and makes you feel good about yourself. So in a way, that is more by choice or to be accepted by society. So it, it's, do you want to look at yourself in the mirror and feel good about yourself by seeing a perfect row of teeth? Or do you want others to appreciate you for having the perfect because i mean like my teeth ain't perfect i grew up with crooked teeth i've had a lot of dental work done but there i've still got more to do but because of having bad teeth i look at everybody's teeth like i mean like i look at people's teeth all the time because it's something that i'm personally uh unaccepting about myself of Okay. Yeah. Uh, like okay. to me, my teeth embarrass me. So I look at other people's teeth and be like, "God, you just got pretty teeth." You know, that's a very good point. Because, like, I mean, if 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 we're missing something, you know, and, and like, okay, so my hair is, I'm, you know, getting older, and my hair is kind of getting thin in the top. You know, I've I've done a lot with my hair. Like, I'm really focused on. You know, I'm trying to, you know, convert to having silver hair because I'm going gray, but I've, you know, part of aging is, is, you know, hair gets thinner and things change, but I'm like really focused on my hair. Like, I mean, my nails, I don't really, I mean, my nails look okay and my hands, you know, look good, but like, I'm really focused on my hair. And also after, you know, I was, I lost my, my front tooth, you know, I had to get two crowns on my front, my front teeth. Um, I had to, I had to go through the process, excuse me, um, with my dentist to, I had to lose my other tooth. Basically I had to get it down. Like there was a piece left of one of my front teeth. Um, and okay, we can make a crown out of that, but we're going to have to take your other tooth to do that. And I mean, I have great crowns. I have a beautiful, 
I mean, it's, you know, I, I could probably get caps because there's a little bit of uh, gray. You can see a little bit of the crown at the top of, if I smile really big. But um, I had to go through the process of losing my other tooth. And I was I, I was really upset about it. Like, uh, I mean, I cried. Like, I was like, oh, gosh. I'm, I'm, it's like I, I felt like I was giving up a limb, you know? Like, yeah. it was a tooth, but... It was yeah, and I mean it was it was body modification all the way, but it was for a better um, experience um, to have crowns rather than have to keep gluing my one tooth that broke several times and having a missing tooth in the front. Like I was, I I w- I felt like um, naked. Like when that that tooth broke I off, I felt when, naked. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. When uh when I had to get my upper teeth worked on and i had to get a few of them pulled fucking i cried too i come home my uncle was like let me see your teeth and i just started bawling yeah i I was always very uh temperamental about my teeth down because i did have crooked teeth and uh so i was always embarrassed of my teeth and everything and then to have some pulled and have dental work done and not have those teeth and had to have fake ones put in no, I yeah. was ashamed. I mean, I, I was embarrassed. Uh, it crushed me because I didn't get to keep those original teeth. You know, so, and mean, that, like, that... Go, go ahead. ahead, sorry. Um, I was going to say, uh, that's like, um, I was talking to Lisa about this uh, last night. It's like um, involuntary body, body modification. going to fall on your face and break your teeth or have your teeth knocked out or like even amputation, uh, you you uh, take a serious wound in like the military and have to have your leg cut off. Um, mm-hmm. That that also is a body modification. And uh, yeah. like my mom had a prosthetic leg her entire life. Um, when she was born, uh, her I think it was her right leg was um, broken, and the bone was popping out of the skin. Her uh, foot was deformed. Ooh, and compound had, fracture. Like, Ooh. Ow. So uh, she had to wear a leg brace for several years. Oh, gosh. God and, bless her. Until, until they amputated her leg when she was five years old. And she used to be so embarrassed about having that prosthetic leg that I really wish she was alive today just because of the Iraq war and the Afghan war and all that, because so many troops are coming home missing limbs and mm-hmm. they're wearing their prosthetics proudly. And I wish yeah. my mom could just see that and uh, not have felt so ashamed. Uh, that, you know, I mean, like, like I said, those are involuntary body modifications. Like, I mean, you have no choice over that. You get in a car wreck and they have to sever the arm. Damn, I mean, that wasn't your choice. Like, that that's not like getting a tattoo or a piercing. But mm-hmm. uh, it it is still a form of body modification. It, it, any type of surgery that, uh, uh, not misconstrues, but, uh, like, modifies your body. Uh, wow. like, I, I just thought about this one. Um, think about in the future the body modifications people's going to be getting microchipped mm-hmm. people people might get robotic arms so yep. that they can be stronger another form of a uh, body modification i remember having this conversation with my mother before she died 
that I thought would be cool to have robotic arms. Is that, isn't, isn't that biomechanics? Like they call it biomechanics, or is that an yes, old term now? It, biomechanics. No, it'd be biomechanical or technically cyborg because it is machinery that is still connected to living flesh. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I remember telling my mom about that, and I'm like, I think that would be cool to have robotic arms. And she's like, No, you don't. You don't want to lose your limb because the brain still can't figure out that that limb is missing and that or just just like with losing your teeth then uh, you get what's called phantom pains so something hurts on a part that you don't even have like uh like i will still get toothaches in the teeth that i don't have and there's nothing i can do about it except suffer through it but it's because my brain is telling my body that there is a tooth there and it hurts and like I remember, I'd be sitting talking to my mom or something. She'd just be moving her fake leg around, just like twitching and shit. I'd be like, "What is wrong with you?" She's like, "My foot itches, and I don't have a foot to scratch." Huh? <laughs> so phantom pains is a weird one, but wow. it does come with body modification. So I would say any body modification you do, uh, definitely try not to lose it. Uh, <laughs> just right. just stick with piercings, tattoos, and even scarification, because like. I was always fascinated with scarification. Um, branding, I mean, brand, I guess that's scarification. I guess yes. that would go under that category. Uh, I mean, that's bra- pretty hard. Branding and cutting. Yeah. Um, and that's why I told Lisa, like, even self-mutilation is a form of uh, uh, body modification as well. Like, scarification, which is the process of uh, cutting and burning permanent artistic designs into the flesh for cosmetic purposes um the practice has been around for a thousand years or more like in african tribes and the maori of new zealand oh yeah Mm -hmm. uh, who use scarification to create intricate artistic patterns into the flesh called mako Um, these artistically applied scars serve to identify individuals to show their social status tribal applications and to trace their lineage and to represent war conquest so that's what i was saying earlier about like we're getting the tattoos and the piercings and the scarification especially in like the tribal communities and everything so in their culture that's what you do for us uh we we don't get the scarification in say america or england uh to represent our status in like that aspect i guess uh but we do do it in a a manner to uh stand out at least and maybe not quite so much as a representation but uh more of like a notification it's like yeah check this out look what i done i look like freddy krueger slashed my back i had a guy with a hot knife carve it into me i mean so scarification uh has become more modernized but uh still do you think it it takes a certain person to do it right and it's it's kind of like a gang thing too i mean i okay i'm I'm being kind of i don't know if i'm i know enough of what i'm talking about but scarification would be more for like the the one seeking enlightenment kind of a thing uh less of gangs gangs will do it to mark like narcs or dropouts of the gang they'll yeah. do it in that way so if you see a gang member that's scarred like that it's 
most likely because he decided to leave the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So scarification, you know, like, okay, so I guess it has a bit of a... Um, a stigma. Yes, thank you for that word, because I could not think of it for a second there. Um, because people, it's like a some going into like a mental state, like, or processing if, if there's something like trauma involved or... I mean, okay, I'm 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 being stigmatic about it. Like, why do people cut themselves? What you See, mean, like I, I I'm a cutter, or at least, but I, like I still refer to myself as a cutter. But I ain't carried a pocket knife in a really long time, so I've not cut myself in 20 years. But whenever I was a cutter, and I'm just speaking from my aspect on being a cutter. Um, I ain't speaking for anyone else that does it. Everyone has their own reasons. But when I done it, um, I did it because, like, whatever it was that was bothering me at that moment, um, if it drove me to the point to where I felt like I needed to bleed, like life just got to me that day, I could flay my arm open quite a few times. And I'm sitting there, I've got that endorphin rush, just like you get with tattoos and piercings or suspension. Uh, you get that DMT overflow, and mm-hmm. uh, you're sitting there, and you're watching that blood drip all over the fucking place, and you're trying to clean it up because now you're making a mess. By the time you're done down, it's like, what was I mad about again? Like, I, So it was okay. kind of more of a therapeutic kind of a thing. It's just not the right way to go about handling problems but I I was young I do think that a lot of our body modifications are to do with control it really goes down to how you're controlling how people perceive you and even how you perceive yourself so even if you are doing it for yourself it's still to an element of control of trying to like resist what is and it's not embracing like impermanence is kind of clinging to the body clinging to the you know to things that are really not what we should be focusing on in my opinion like and I'm not saying I'm not a hypocrite uh by the way so but I don't think that like I think we'd be in a nicer culture society if we were less focused on what people look like like impermanence versus permanence I like I I think of philosophy that I enjoy. I'm not sure I'm so good at following it, but focusing on like impermanence rather than permanence. So like I don't have any tattoos and mostly because I'm fucking indecisive. Also, like I just think that I know the next thing is always going to come the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I feel like when it's, you're able to, it's so easy to like do things temporarily and then change, change. I like change more than I like permanence, I suppose. Um, that makes sense. Then, yeah. And then the other thing is just, I was uh, talking about like the fact that we focus on the, if we focus on the body, the fact that we are in the human form, it gets us away from like the spiritual side of seeing that this is literally just a vessel to navigate on earth in a, this particular farm but you know we just happen i just happen to be in this particular avatar 
you know, and the person that's inside me that looks at my body is not like female or male, in my opinion, is doesn't even have a gender. So all of the things like when you talk about body modifications with anything, even like going into trans stuff, like it's an interesting concept to me to think about because my spirit, in my opinion, is not like, you know, female, male or anything like that. You know, it doesn't have a all of these labels and things that we put. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention was like, I'm worried that like, like when we use filters and things like that, it's going to create more body dysmorphia. So the more people that you see around you um, that have body modifications, the more that when you're born, you're not going to like what you look like because you don't look like that. And in a lot of ways, the people that can have the modifications are the people that have the money. And so it, in a way, as much as it's uh, freedom, to be able to do whatever you like with your body, it is, of course, but it costs a lot of money. So if you're not in that social status, you won't be able to modify your body going forward, especially as it becomes the complete norm. And the people who are, you know, unfortunate to be born without the money to do these things are going to be left behind and be thinking that they don't look the way that they should. And so the more we get away from these things, the better, even though, I put them. I think they're great, and I do a lot of them myself. But ultimately, I don't think it's the right path for humanity. Yeah, and I mean, like you can even get to where, uh, like, doing certain types of body modification could uh, also, I guess, alter the course of evolution. Um, just like I, I do think that shaving um, is causing more people like because we're we're pre-programming it into our wiring i don't need this hair i don't need this hair i don't need this hair and the body is the brain is registering that and recording that to the point that people are coming out with less hair and i mean yeah. this is this is a theory i've actually thought about it's like i think and like maybe the next 100 to 200 years people are just going to be bald all over like every, everyone will be. I mean, even women now are going bald at young ages and shit. There is a term for it. I don't remember what it is, but uh, no. but yeah, I think that's why. I'm, I mean, you still got your hairy people. You still got your wookies, but uh, damn, I think the more people are coming out less hairy, less hairy. Say we did ascend from apes, then we started out some hairy fucking bastards, and look at us now. Yeah, it's it's epigenetics, you know, like, which is a a really fascinating topic I I would like to discuss one one time. But um, but usually, like, DNA takes longer to alter than just, like, the short amount of time that people have been shaving. And more has probably to do with the fact that the environment has changed and with regards to clothing and housing and things like that. Yeah, and global warming and everything else. We don't. We're not living in an ice age, so we don't need a a woolly right. jacket. That's not something that happens like so quickly. But I do believe that you can consciously, you know, you can alter your DNA, DNA to a certain extent with your epigenetics and the choices that you make. And we're learning. Yeah, I agree. That. And then also like through CRISPR and all of the things that make it, we are able to modify DNA. That's going to be a whole new fucking world of modification where you can be like, what kind of baby do you want? CRISPR will allow you to make the blue eyes, make the this, make the perfect, 
They'll go and genetically alter so that you can create the perfect specimen. Right. It's 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 a bit vain. It's a bit agreed. Uh, it's very very nasal navel gazing and like uh, not looking towards what things really matter in in the, in the world. Yeah, no, I mean, like, say you are a religious person, like, you are supposed to be born the way you're supposed to be born, but then in the science eye, uh, why would you choose to have a baby with birth defects when you can uh, genetically select a perfect egg and the perfect sperm to combine and create a baby with no bodily uh imperfections or brain damage so yeah. i mean i i could see both sides of that coin but i i'm still like i'm just kind of i'm i'm 50 50 on that well one. you know what that 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 you saying that chris um this is i mean the universe and god and the way it works, it's still going to have to work itself out. You could create a perfect person, but they're going to end up having a disease. It's, I mean, like, it's not going to be perfect. It's like, okay, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to talk about cars for a second. All right. Um, when, like, when the Mini Cooper came out in 2000, okay, they had to work out some tanks. Mm -hmm. It took, it took a few years to get that car like to where it was really good. Um, I mean, just because it, you know, it was a new chassis, it was a new engine and all that stuff. And it was being built by BMW. Same thing. Okay. With a Bronco, like the Bronco has been reintroduced. I want one so bad. I love it, but I'm like going to wait a few years for them to work out because there's going to be some, they're going to, I mean, I, I'm not uh, criticizing Ford. I'm just saying that, you know, like there's things that are going to be worked out. So this oh, whole yeah. this whole thing with um being a, like uh, identity, like trying to chemically or bio, sorry, biolo biologically uh, modify an egg is that's gonna they're gonna mess up and there's gonna be weird fucking people running around this well, world. Well, I mean, they they've <laughs> already been doing this for several years, and I guarantee you they are far from perfecting it but they are on the path of trying to uh, okay. but yeah. they, they ain't nowhere near there yet but they are on the process of trying to uh that they can remap dua to dna to do like what lisa just said about like if you want a baby with blue eyes and blonde hair here we can give that to you we'll just reconform this uh embryo's dna into this pattern and boom, mm -hmm. you, you've got, if you want a boy or a girl, here, we can uh, take out this gene and uh, put in this one. Okay, now you're going to have a girl. Well, um, but, but then they're going to have a heart condition or they can't knows. hear or Down syndrome or something, something else. There's no way humanity can control by the biological. You, I just, I think that's really... I mean, like they can perfect it, I guess, but something else is going to go wrong somewhere else. It's not yeah. going to be perfect. Well, I mean, man, like, and, like and I was... so you're a test tube baby. Like, there's a fucking punk rock band called the Test Tube Babies. Peter and the Test Tube Babies love that band. You know, it's like, okay, these these are like, you know, um, petri dish um, experiments, and it's like, 
I mean, if, if you looked at night, the apocalypse happens, guys. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> this is how we all turn into zombies and we get rid of humans. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll eventually work ourselves into an entirely new no. species. Right. We're gonna. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, hey, God bless us, and or the universe bless us for turning into aliens. I mean, I would love to be like eight feet tall and you know be able to breathe in space and you know handle swimming in the deep seas of the ocean. Five foot tall. If you were, if you were, you know what I mean. Like we always want. So like, it's just a very needy mentality like oh i i don't have this so i want it like it's just a very capitalist way of viewing our bodies you know yeah i want to be an oopa loopa i don't know oopa loopas are cool man that was my favorite part of charlie and the chocolate factory i don't think i'd want to be an oopa loopa though yeah you don't want to be you don't want to be a green person Three foot tall. I do like orange, but <laughs> it could be orange. You don't have to be green. You I can would, be orange. I would quite like to be purple. Or would you want to be yellow or purple? purple. You could be purple. Like purple skin. Or yeah. blue if you oh, want. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a little bit weird now. I, no, I apologize. I mean, like technically, you can change I the mean, color of your skin already through tattoos. I'm just yeah. gonna get a bunch of beetroot. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But, but yeah, going back to uh, th- this was the last thing I was going to say with like the involuntary body, body modifications, uh, like, like where you can uh, pre program your uh, embryo to come out a specific way. Like, um, I was looking at the story about uh, these Siamese twins, uh, they were connected by the skull and shared the same brain wow Um, yeah and there's been numerous cases of this but most of them have always had to remain uh connected because they couldn't separate the brain up until 2018 and 2018 these conjoined twins connected by the brain were successfully separated at four years old their names was arthur and bernardo lima uh, they wow. were separated by a medical team from Brazil and London in 2018. So, wow. I mean, that, that's a – drop my pen. That's a, um involuntary body modification on their half, but voluntarily done on their parents' behalf. But it, it was in order or in essence to give them a better life. But then again, at what cost? I mean, they separated a human brain. So who knows what kind of uh, disabilities they're going to grow up with now that their brain has been severed. So, I mean, they could come out with autism or uh, cerebral palsy. Who knows? But they could come out with any kind of brain damage. But right now they are separated and uh, still living. So That's amazing. Yeah, it's like a decision you just you would never ever want to be put in, would you? No. You don't envy anybody having to make that kind of decision. No, that that would be a hard one because I mean, and a lot of the big risks that comes with that is you could lose one or both on the operating table. Also, not to mention what kind of a uh, brain damage they could come out with afterwards. 
So I mean, like none none of medicine is a perfection. Yeah, I mean, we are still in infancy when it comes to medicine, surgery, uh, certain plastic surgeries, or uh, like facial reconstruction. Like it It all has to do with your DNA, tissue, blood, uh, all all the stuff. All the stuff that's beyond me. I've not had the schooling for it. Um, but I mean, like the people that are working on it, I would say are the ones that are right for working on it. But I mean, like this is still, uh, like to create perfect people, which I don't agree with in the fact that, uh, I do believe in individuality. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, as far as creating people without, uh, let's say coming out with, HIV, you can just go in there and modify their DNA before they're impregnated and uh, get rid of the HIV and stuff like that. I, I do think there could be a day that comes where they can <laughs> do that. And I have to say if that's necessarily wrong, well, if, it's if also you can do like, that. Well, well, it's a kind of like GMO food. Like a lot of people like myself included, like I'm not trying to eat GMO yeah. uh, vegetables and stuff because they're not you want to eat as most most naturally as possible. I think it's the same thing. Like if we start fucking with like our DNA, I mean, you know, cause with GMO stuff, you just want every tomato to come out looking fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. And, 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 but it's not healthy. So yeah. Now look at what's doing to people. You got I mean, it's, 13 it doesn't year old girls. I mean, a perfect, a, per, a perfect tomato doesn't necessarily taste very good. Yeah. That's not like with, farmer's market. That's, that's exactly the, the point of the analogy. Yeah, and like the point with like the GMO and the hormones and steroids that they use in beef and vegetables and preservatives and all that shit is the reason why we're getting down 13-year-old girls that look 24 or down uh, you're you're getting people that are growing to be fucking 6 foot 7 uh, or 6 foot excuse me, I, I went to school with a guy <laughs> That was 13 years old. He was six foot six. He wore a size 16 shoe at 13 years old. I mean, but Dang. it's all those growth hormones and everything. Okay, we need to get this okay. chicken to populate, populate, populate. Which, you know, goes back to, um, yeah, human HGH is a big deal. And if, if it's in the hormone, I mean, like, look at some of the chickens that. If you can go shopping for chickens, you know, um, I mean, at the, at the store, and you see some really big chickens, like they have been jacked up with steroids. Well, a, a lot of times, they're mostly just injected with water to swell them up. That's why they shrink that so right? much when you cook oh, them. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. but like, but HGH is is a is a big deal with bodybuilding too. Agreed. Besides testosterone, you know, the the less estrogen you have the better bodybuilding you have but then people drop dead like they have heart attacks and stuff i Mm -hmm. mean and that's gonna happen like um but body modification like you said like i mean i I guess we will get to a point where it's a perfectly designed human but it it might possibly be yeah combined to ai it might it might be it might be biomechanical to a certain degree like it might not be it, 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 humanoid, the, humanoid? Yeah. is that the word humanoid or something yeah, or? It, well, fuck it, it. it would be humanoid 
we're just going to fucking enter the VR metaverse and we're not even going to be using these goddamn bodies anymore. Yeah. And I mean, all of this is like totally against like memento mori and stoicism, by the way, like if we go yeah. back to our previous podcasts, like it's kind of not accepting like what is it's trying to like control yeah. things that are outside of your, it's why humans pave roads. It's why we like want things gridded and you know, we don't like, things being chaotic because we, we're scared of death you know the universe is trying to play god i think so sometimes yes i mean but, but like the comic that's gonna fly by us and i mean we're i mean we're all gonna be dead and a and hundred i mean unless we get you know i shoot maybe not we might be living for 200 years who knows or 300 but well, I mean, that comic that's yeah. going to pass by us in a hundred years that might it could take us out like the dinosaurs. Okay, that could happen. It's like you know the universe is chaos. It's it's chaos, but it's systematic. Like it's right organized chaos. It's yes, thank you. Yes, and I think that you can't. I, I it's hard to play. It's hard to play on that that ground of. I, I don't think the humans. I mean, unless we are, we are we are evolving into some sort of species that is really clever, highly intelligent. I mean, <laughs> see that—that's what I was about to say. It's like man, man has been trying to play God forever. Like we're we, we're we're enough. trying, yeah. Well, we're trying to develop uh uh damn climate weapons and stuff to where we can we can launch this thing over in, let's say, Iraq and put them in a fucking blizzard so that we can sneak in and then, like, trying to alter DNA to create the perfect specimen and shit. And mm, pretty yeah. much we're trying to rush evolution. So, that, yeah. I mean, who knows? People might come out with two heads and four arms again because, <laughs> oh I mean, a, well, a, according to That's Greek mythology, well, according to Greek mythology, um, humans were originally formed with four arms and two heads and uh but because we were we were too powerful the gods split us in half and that's why supposedly uh when you are looking for your soulmate you're looking for that half that was separated from you and who knows we might end up back in that same scenario but not from not through uh, natural selection and natural uh, evolution, but by chemically and medically engineered or biological or mechanically engineered evolution. Mm. So we're trying to rush evolution because evolution's too fucking slow for us. We're impatient goddamn species. So it's like, <laughs> I want it and I want it now. We got problems. We must fix them. And it's like, no, that's mm. not the way it works. It's like, oh, you're going to, I mean, you might end up creating a race like the fucking Morlocks that just take us all over and uh, we become the food supply because you decide to medically engineer an ultimate being that you yeah. couldn't control. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, it's a 50-50 coin. I mean, things could go really well. Things could go really fucking badly. I mean, really, what, what, it, what it is is, like, the fact that we've caused the extinction of so many species um you can yeah. argue that it was always meant to happen or you can argue that you know so maybe the evolution and this 
way that we're going is the way inevitably uh, that things are going to, you know, they're going to go that way. So maybe it is natural. Like there's this kind of like, I don't know. I sort of, I, no, I'm not sure. Like I wonder about that, like sort of devil's advocating with myself in my head, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. I mean, like, like we were originally programmed the way we were when we first stepped out of the primordial ooze uh, with the development of learning and educating and figuring things out all the way up to the point that we are today. So we started off cavemen and look at what we are today. Who knows what another hundred thousand years is going to look like. We might not even even relate to humans anymore we might become like genie g said humanoid like Mm -hmm. we we are an evolutionary descendant of what the human race used to be all through body modification or natural selection and natural evolution i mean because i mean who knows fucking someone's liable down just firing the EMP off that just shuts down electricity on global scale. And uh, we're back in the fucking Stone Age. Yeah. And um, uh, we're going to be starting all over because, I mean, people's forgotten how to make fire and build and everything for themselves. So it's going to become another pattern of natural selection, uh, evolution, and working ourselves back up to learning technology all over again. Or, or, damn, uh, we could just continuously genetically modify ourselves until we do create uh, uh, ult- not an ultimate being, but um, a per- per- whatever is considered perfection um, being with like no disease, no health issues, uh, can live 200 years and everything and who knows be able to technologically advance to the point of mastering interstellar travel and uh down galactic uh uh fucking like governments and shit like uh discovering other planets and uniting and all that i mean we might develop the the way to be able to get along with other species through genetic modification. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's all theory, but I mean, like I said, it's 50, 50. It could go either way. We might develop machines that turn into terminators and, uh, the matrix where they're just trying to eliminate us or use us for a fuel supply or who knows, maybe we can keep mechanics under check and maybe the microchip that gets implanted in our brains isn't so bad, but, and that takes us uh, I, to don't, ne- I don't think we'll figure that out in our lifetime. Nope. That, that takes us to 1984. George Orwell, you know, that book um, was an incredible book. It's it's kind of frightening, but talking about controlling the human race, you know, Which and the, uh, 1984. Oh, that's the title of it? Yes, 1984. Oh, Okay. Um, and it's, it's, ta- it's, they, so basically it's, it's controlling the human race, um, and ta- doing barcodes, tattooing, like in a simple description, it's, uh, barcodes, um, are tattooed on people, you know, rather than having, you know, a social security number or anything like that, like, uh, it, basically being like, like a, a cattle, um, 
like driving the cattle in, like people getting tattooed, which is like yeah. what happened in Nazi Germany. That's okay. Where the term Big Brother comes from. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I feel like I've read this book, but if I did, it was back when you're, I was you're a living teenager. in this book. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it, but it's 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 turn it's coming i mean i'm not trying to be negative it's it's just it's coming or it's it's that, already it's, it's coming already, back again predicted so many things and I'm, I'm i'm sorry i don't mean to get off of you know no, mutilation no, no. or self self body modification I, I apologize if i went down a, a different road no, but it, it was all relevant because i mean like we weren't just talking about ancient uh, modification and modern modification. We're also talking about future modification. Yes, and yes. that's what we're trying to do. We're we're trying to rush evolution. Uh, except for now, it's not only the physical appearance of uh, modification. Now we have developed the technology to start altering genetic evolution. Yes, yes. and modification. Very so. good point. Yes, that's that's. I'm glad that we brought it back to um, you know, not getting too off topic at all. It's actually very relevant that what we're talking about. So, I mean, yeah, the future, like you know, our future is it's it's going to change. You know, and and um, people are going to modify themselves because we have social media out there. And I mean, it's, I'm not going to excuse or blame or say anything like that, but we're, like you said, Chris, an evolution, we are going through a process and it is going to change no matter what mm -hmm. it's, it's going to change. It's, we are going into a, a direction that is, um, you know, I don't know if it's a positive or a negative thing, but I, I'm sure I'll expire. I'll probably expire in 20 to 25 years from now. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't have my DNA checked in, you know, with, with those DNA things. I, I don't have my, I don't need them to have my DNA. I don't want. Well, I mean, like technically <laughs> you don't have to be here. Uh, if, yeah. if organized religions, right. We can right. die off before evolution takes its next jump and we can watch it happen from above. So, I mean, that's something that we'll all figure out when the time comes. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, let's just all keep evolving. And, um, uh, like, I mean, hell, if you want to paint your body up you want to um, alter yourself in any shape or form, as long as it's voluntary, it's a personal choice because we do have the freedom of independency and, uh, individuality. And, uh, like if you're in a position where you get a limb blown off, so your, uh, body was modified for you. Um, yeah. this is life. That's so. life. That's life. I but, love my uh, friend Sinatra. I love that's life. That's one of my favorite songs. So, yep. But I think that's a good place to end. Uh, you want to go ahead and fill us in on next week's topic since this one's yours, Jeannie G? Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about the three personality traits. Um, and this is um, it's d diving deep into Sigmund Freud. Um, it's the ego, the super ego, and the id. Um, so I'll explain more. But like most of us, I'm, I'm not all of us carry these three personalities, but most of us do depending, you know, on our, you know, um, manifestations are, if, if we have a, like a mental thing, I don't know, but like, I don't know to that point, but most of us 
by Sigmund Freud's view, we have three personality traits that we carry through our life and the id and the superego and the ego. And it's, it's not like, Oh, we're egotistical. It's, it's, it's like subconscious. We're going back. I'm, I'm going to, you know, deflect back or uh, reflect, not deflect. I apologize back to talking about um, empathy and then also talking about the law of attraction there is um, a subconscious, there's an unconscious, and then there's also what we are aware of. And um, I want to bring that to fruition. And just, I think people need to know more about Sigmund Freud that haven't um, really studied him. He's pretty amazing. And he's on point about understanding people. And I think that explaining it in a a way that's... um, you know, easy to understand, like user-friendly kind of thing. I'm talking from computer language, user-friendly. It'll be good to have that topic next week. And it'll be, it'll be a good topic to talk about because I think it'll bring awareness to people like, Oh, you know, this is me acting this, you know, certain way, or I'm at, you know, like it it just brings more awareness is what I'm saying. So. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a fun one. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It's it's definitely one of uh, Sigmund Freud is one of probably one of my favorite um, theorists slash philosophers. Um, you know, and at, at that point down the road, I want to talk about ex- existentialism too. Like down, like we'll talk about existentialism with Nietzsche down the road, um, in one of my later podcasts uh, with you guys. So, okay, um, it'll be fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, being. This is great. I had a, I really enjoyed our time t- today, and we had yeah, a lot to talk too. about. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I think this was a very good podcast. Uh, I really can't wait to listen to the finished result. Yes, and thank you both for editing. Um, and um, let's get that website up and running here soon. If we can. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, everybody, we appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we really hope you enjoyed this segment, and uh, we look forward to y'all listening in on the next one. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. It was fun. See ya. Bye.